So I want to preach to you today out of 1 John, the fifth chapter. And if you would turn your Bibles to verse 4 and 5. 1 John 5, 4 and 5. You know that you are not a common person. You have been washed in the blood of the Lamb. You have been redeemed from the kingdom of darkness, which means that you are not servant, nor are you dominated by the kingdom of darkness, its principles, its purposes, its goals, and its plans for your life. They have all ended when you were translated out of that kingdom and seated with Christ in heavenly places. And 1 John 5, 4 and 5 is one of the scriptures that has helped me overcome many things. We are facing many things in this world. I mean lots of things. I mean, we have a government that can't decide whether to put a mask on or not to put a mask on. We have social situations that are constantly changing. We have school years that don't even know if they're going to happen. We have segments of our society that are being filled, filled with hate. 1 John 5, 4 says, Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Notice what it says, that if you are born of God, you overcome the world. Somebody say, I overcome the world. Now, that is an absolute promise. God will not change it. He won't back up from it. He will not bow down to anything else that tries to change it. And then it says, and this victory is really wrapped up in your faith. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? So if you are born again today, if you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, then you have been born again. And when you are born again, you become a son or a daughter of God. You become a person or a member of the kingdom of God, the kingdom of life. And in this, it says that you overcome. God has designed it for you to overcome the world. Somebody say the world. Faith is not for the tomorrows after we die. Faith is to be used today to accumulate, to activate, and to experience the abundant life. Faith is not to be used in heaven because heaven is, does not have sickness. Where is sickness? Where? The world. Where is divorce? The world. Where is racism? The world. Where is poverty and need? The world. See, faith is not given to us to overcome some place that we have already been seated after we overcome. He that overcometh is he 
that has been forgiven of their sins. So God has given us faith. Somebody say faith. You might say, well, what kind of faith? It is enough faith to overcome the world. Temptation is of the world. Temptation is of this kingdom of darkness that we live or move in but are not a partaker of. Now, you have been given faith. Somebody say faith. faith. You can overcome the world if you use your faith. Too many people sat on the sidelines waiting for God to do something. And what God has designed for you and I to experience, we let pass us by because we say, well, if God wants me to have it, he'll do it. That is absolutely not true. He set before you life and death. You get to choose. Could I get an amen? God has given you a measure of faith. What measure of faith? Well, let's just think what we fight. We fight against satanic powers. We fight against sickness. We fight against lack and need. Now, these are not the things of the kingdom. They're the things that Satan brought when he brought the curse into the earth. And so God has given you the measure of faith. What measure? The measure to keep you from being taken over by the devil. God has given you faith to resist the devil. God has given you faith, faith to rule over the members of your body. God has given you faith to calm the storms. Now, I know some of you are saying, that, oh, I've heard that, but it's too good to be true. Stop hearing it and start believing it. Please, don't hear it anymore. Believe it. Believe that God has given you faith. Amen? How many of you are saved? All right. How are you saved? By what? By what? By faith. Okay, you were the sons and daughters of the devil. You were the father of all lies, liars. You were the father of murderers. You were the father of thieves. You were the father, your, your father was a, of a rebel. Your father rebelled against God. But when you, when you gave your life to Christ, now let me do a little statistic. How many of you went through seven classes of how to use your faith before you got saved? Nobody. So you used your faith to get saved. By grace, are you saved? So you accessed the grace of God. And every promise is a revelation of the grace of God. So what faith did with one portion of grace, it'll do for every portion of faith. Amen? That's why it says in Hebrews 6, 12, that you can be or receive the promises of God through faith and patience. That's why every promise is yea and amen. See, there are lots of things in life that you don't have to ask God for. All you need to do is put your faith in motion. That's what you need to do. And so, 
when we get this faith, it is given to us the first time that we use it. And so, many of us have these stories. You know, whether you were a prostitute, whether you're a drug addict, whether you were a wife abuser, uh, whatever you were, you probably tried to turn over a new leaf. You just couldn't do it. Because he that has ownership of your life is greater than any desire you have to be free except that God be on your side. So when David or any of you heard the gospel of Jesus Christ for the very first time, you didn't go through 50 classes to learn about faith. Oh, and you didn't say, oh, I need more faith before I can get saved. That wasn't true at all. The faith that you had was enough to defeat him, Satan, that had ruled your life, imprisoned your life, addicted your life, destroyed your life. You had enough faith to break free of everything he had built on the inside of your life. He was not able to stop what your faith was releasing grace to do. You know what? Some of you automatically quit cussing. Some of you automatically got free of addiction. Some of you may have took a day, a week, a year, whatever it was. But let me tell you something. The first time that you used your faith, the devil lost control of your life. But now we're told that we need more faith. We need this and we need that. Well, I'd say I don't think you do. Because the same faith that saved you and set you free is the same faith that will heal you and raise you up. The same faith that sets you free is the same faith that will meet every need. The faith that sets you free from sin is the faith that will keep you in righteousness. The only reason that any of us are here today is because faith enabled us to believe in an invisible God and to be faithful to him whom we have not seen. The devil couldn't stop your faith, and he cannot stop it now. Don't ever be concerned about what the devil is doing because God, by faith, will make a way for you to come out. Understand that God will make a way for you to come out. So God has given you faith. Somebody say faith. Faith. Now, faith is an eternal substance. You can't see it. Now, you can see how big it is, how small it is, how weak it is, or how strong it is. You can see that. But faith is an invisible substance that causes things that have been described by word to become something that is tangible in one's life. Faith is what makes every statement of grace, every promise to come to pass. You might say, well, well, I, I think I need more. Stop believing the lies of the devil. 
if he defeated you, if you defeated him once, just remember that if it happened once, it can happen twice. If it happened twice, it can happen three times. Happened three times, it can happen four times. Amen. So you already have a historical record. If the devil ever says you don't have enough faith, say, really? Look at who I am and where I am now. Now, you have been given the measure of faith. If you didn't have faith, the devil would overcome you. And your salvation and redemption would have been useless. But because you have faith, God is secure in your victory all through life and your resistance of the adversary. Why? Because Jesus used faith and cast out the devil. You've been given faith and told that you could cast out devils. You've been given faith and have broken free of the kingdom of darkness. Now that is given to you right now. There's no wondering, do I have faith? If you're saved, you've got faith. And if you've got faith, you are out of the hands of the devil and out of his control and not subject to anything that would come from his kingdom. Sometimes we get shaken because we historically don't know how in, know anybody that has overcome. Well, I've got a book here in one chapter, Hebrews 11, tells you just what your faith will do for you. And you can have what God said you can have. You don't have to beg. You don't have to cry. You don't have to throw rocks at heaven's gates. You don't have to do any of those things. If God gave you faith, and he knows that faith will apprehend every promise, why would he have given you faith and not want you to have every promise? Amen? Faith enables you and I to do what? To love the unlovable. Do you know 90% of us are still married because we have faith? Amen. I, 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 I have faith. I use my faith in my marriage all the time. And you do too. You may not realize it, but what keeps you faithful to a woman that doesn't want to cook, doesn't want to clean, and all she knows are all the traits that you have failed at. But some way you're just drawn to go home and love her anyway. That's faith. Did you know that when you got married? Okay. Just wondering. Now, I heard the story that you were homeless, living in a, what do you call those things? Road stop rest. And you had a tent there, and you had went through a terrible divorce. And you got saved. And I really didn't know about your condition till after it had changed. 
because I would have put you in the house. But that's not what you wanted. She said, I, I don't want a house. I don't want you to put me in a house. I don't want to live in a house. I want to live for God. By faith. And so, guys in the church would come by and give you teachings uh, on what you could hear. And so she would listen to the church services like that. By the grace of God, a state patrol knew that it was going on and they let her do that. She had nothing except Jesus. Nothing except Jesus. But she didn't want anybody to feel sorry for her. She was still a giver and a tither. Well, I know that I don't know, are you still moving? Trying to, yeah, we're waiting. She's going to be moving to her sister's, right? And when she heard that she was moving to her sister's, the first thing she did was give the only vehicle that she had to the church to give to someone that could use it. Now, that's a moving story in itself. But then I found out another chapter. And that chapter is now that you are sick and you have what? Stage four spinal cancer. Stage four what? Spinal cancer. Spinal cancer. Faith has brought you such a long way. And faith has a potential to do that in everybody's life that is here. And would be to God that we would let it do its work. To believe in God when all you have is a leaky tent and no guarantee of a bag of chips for breakfast. So what does this spinal cancer do? Um, it just keeps spread, spreading and going throughout my body. Okay. Um, is it, has it impaired your legs or anything like that? Yeah, I, I have a hard time standing or walking. Okay. Uh, are you wobbly when you walk? or? Uh, I don't walk very far. I can get from here to there. <laughs> oh. So... Well, I'm going to believe God for you. Now, what is the greatest evidence that God could loosen you that you would believe that there was an irreversible miracle taking place? Well, I believe my miracle is that I'm going home. Back to your sisters? No, back to God. That's my miracle. That's my last big adventure. That's where I'm going. If that's where I want to go. I feel like that every other day. 
most people would choose that I would be healed. You know that. I, I will be healed when I get there. I, my, I just want to see him and I want to be with him. He's the reason I've lived my whole life. And now it's time to go home and I'm so ready. I can't wait. It's, it's going to be a wonderful day. I wish I would have heard your story three years prior to this moment. But then your story wouldn't be your story. We have to watch it. We don't meddle in the plans and the purposes that God has for you. So what could I use my faith for, for you? Well, I, I believe that God has one last purpose for me. And that is to get down to my family in Texas and show them the peace, the peace God gives me every day. And when are you going to be leaving for Texas? Within a, it could be a week or two, but we've said that since June. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What do you need to get to Texas? We just need our family's property to get ready. That's yeah. all. Yeah, there's like a septic tank that needs to put on there, but because of COVID, everything's pushed back. So it's taken them a while to do the construction and get everything ready. Okay. Is there a place that you can um, stay or move in? right yeah. now so you went from good. a tent to a garage yeah. yeah yeah we're doing good though yeah and my son has come to help me he's been taking really good care of me <clears throat> is there a place that you can rent in texas if you had money no no he's going to be staying with me and my yeah. sister and her family and yeah. so i just want to help you get there yeah, I know you're going to get there. I don't think there's any doubt in that. I'm just wanting her to be able to get there with you as fast as you can. So uh, there's nothing that I can do to help you. You know, just pray everything goes fast. And, you know, the progress of the septic tank just happens within the week. That would be great. But it could be five weeks. It could be another month. We don't know how long she's got. So, you know, we're just kind of taking it day by day. Let's all pray that God accelerates time and redeems time in this situation. Amen. Everybody stretch forth your hands. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray, God. Father, I pray that you have allowed us to partake of the greatness of this faith. I pray, God, that you would open a door in Texas, God, that, Father, within seven days, that, God, this transition will be ready, that, God, she will be able to be reunited with her family, and that, God, they will see the peace of God, the love of God, the joy of God on her life. Now, God, I ask you to bless this young man's future. Bless it, God, and increase it. And God, I ask it in Jesus Christ's name. Amen and amen. Now, let me ask you a question. You've been in this with her. 
Have you ever questioned that God cared? Well, I know he cares, but his plan's bigger than ours. Yes, healing is possible, but like you said, it's what he, his plan is and what he desires. So we just, you know, take it day by day, you know, and just enjoy. Well, you're in that tent. Didn't you think God? I wasn't in the tent. I was just in the garage. Why didn't, did you think God, where are you? No, no, I, I loved it. It was beautiful. God always gave me all my needs, met all my needs. I've never had to, you know, I, and he's shown me so much beauty. I've had, you know, adventures. He's shown me, you know, I've had, I've had adventures nobody else has ever had, you know. And that's why I, I feel like when I found out my diagnosis, the day that they told me, and they said, there's nothing they can do, there's no treatments, there's no nothing, you're too far gone. I, God just gave me a peace totally and said, you're coming home. And I said, yes, I'm going home. Now, you know that I believe that I could pray for you and God will answer Oh, me. I know that. But I, w I won't fight. He's already given me that I am coming home. It's just when. And I just, every day, I'm just thankful that I'm, I'm able to still be here, especially with all the medication that's been messed up and everything, um, that I'm still here, that I, cause he, he, he's given me a promise that I will, there's something with uh, people in my family that they need to see that I'm okay, you know? Uh, people that haven't healed from other family deaths and stuff. And they need to know that it, this is all good, not bad. God's and they bad. need to see this. And, and, and you, came, you came in this church on Sunday mornings and nobody even knew. I lived in the parking lot for a while. <laughs> lived in the parking lot. Yeah. That's where that deficit is on my account. Book. There's $37. I'm kidding. But you came here and walked by all these great people that would have helped you at any moment, yet you just came and heard the word, let the word build you, let faith grow, and never asked anything God provides it all he does well I am humbled humbled to have been part of your journey and to know yes, you it's been a great journey and to know you I mean that and finding a home here and God bringing me to this church has been a journey in its own and a blessing a big blessing. Just the people that come up and at the times when you feel lonely, especially living in your car and stuff like that, and you feel lonely, and someone knocks on your window and gives you a CD or something, you know, and it just, you know, I felt loved, and that's why I kept coming, is God showed really? me. Really? I got hundreds of people back here saying, well, you know, our church has no love in it. 
Maybe they're just dried up, dead, offended. <laughs> yeah. I felt love, and that's why I kept coming. And uh, since this battle, it's been hard to come a lot, but, you know, God provides and we get to come. For a champion faith, could you never have found on your own? She'll leave you with faith that will bring you through everything and bring you to an encounter with God at the end of life. Yeah. It's been a blessing. I mean, yeah. <laughs> just a blessing. Well, I, I figured we'd get to see somebody get out of the wheelchair today, but that seems to dwarf that plan. You know, we all have faith. I don't even know what else to say. And we pass by people, hundreds of them. I mean, a bunch of them out sick today, bunches of them. But we walk by those people, and we may never even know what they're going through. Living in a tent, in a parking lot, in a roadside rest, Summer and winter, not asking for a handout, not asking for help, finding a job, honing it out, and living on the small morsels that God cared for her someplace. Not even moved by a death sentence. Yet half of us are moved because we don't get our way. Some people move because they change the wall color. You don't have cancer. Some of you are moved because we changed how we opened the sanctuary. You ain't even got cancer. Some of you move because the way the uh, worship team now dresses. You ain't even got cancer. Please tell me your problem. Will you tell me your problem besides your arrogant attitude? May your faith ignite us all. Hallelujah. Well, that was sure throw a wrench in the service, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's stand to our feet. You're kind of like not much more to say beside that. Hallelujah. Jesus, all that you've done, all that you could do, all that you're willing to do, help our faith. As the disciples cried out, Jesus, increase our faith. God, let us be able to bear one another's burdens. Let us be able, God, to see the hurt and the struggle of someone else. God, let us lay hold of the glimmers of your love. Let us see the beauty of the journey that faith has brought us on. God, are we ever thankful today for what we have. 
more so than that, God, for who we are because of the blood of Christ. Now, God, I bless every section of this church. Let us be of a grateful heart. Let us not be camel swallowers, God, and gnat chokers. God, let us be happy people, joyful, celebrative in what you have done for us. Hallelujah. If you are here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, what kind of God can make a journey like that so sweet? It is only by the love of God. If you are here today and you're not a Christian, today is your day to become one. God asks nothing of you except the wholeness of your heart. He asks you to come just the way you are. He asks you to come by faith and let him do for you what you can't do for yourself. Now, if that is you and you say, you know what? I want my life transformed. Where is the peace that passes all of understanding that keeps this woman engaged with Jesus? What is the joy that knowing him brings that she has that awaits you? So if you are here today and you're a sinner, you're not ready to go to heaven, I'm going to ask you right now just to raise your hand up towards heaven and say, Pastor, would you pray for me? Come on, if that's you, you raise your hand, hand up to heaven. Let me see it. Wave it at me. Throw something at me. All righty, praise God. Thank you for your testimony. How, oh, Jiminy, how, 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 hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, I lose blessing. I lose strength into families, God. Strength into marriages. God, keep our hearts as parents turned towards our children and our children's hearts turned towards us. Keep us, God, and let us abide in your love. Let us, God, always labor for the things that are important, not for the superficial things. God, keep us in your way. Guide us into your will. God, let us be lights of the world. And God, we ask it in Jesus Christ's name. Amen and amen. God bless you.